is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. You got into business to pursue your passion, not to worry about insurance. But the reality is every business faces risks and you need to make sure that your business is protected. Insurance doesn't have to be complicated and learning some basic risk mitigation principles like how to develop a business continuity plan can go a long way. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools. Visit sovereigninsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality even faster. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community. And subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Finally, we'd love for you to rate this podcast and leave a review on iTunes for the chance to have it read on air. We want these shows to impact as many people as possible, and your reviews will help us get there. I'm your host, Gomal Minhas, founder of CoreSpace, your one-stop shop for all things work, wellness, and impact. Visit kaur.space to find out more. I'm also the producer of Dream Girl, the documentary film showcasing the lives of inspiring and ambitious female entrepreneurs that we premiered at the Obama White House. I'm so happy to be here today. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have Craig Ryan and Carla Heim on the Thrive Podcast today. This duo is committed to growing the B Corp movement for entrepreneurs in Canada. As the Director of Social Entrepreneurship at BDC, Craig Ryan has more than 20 years of experience providing strategy and policy to decision makers in both business and government. Craig is committed to finding ways for BDC to support social innovators. Carla Heim is BDC's Senior Advisor of Social Entrepreneurship. Carla has over 30 years of experience in managing, advising, and financing businesses. Welcome to the show, Craig and Carla. Hello. Hello. Thank you. BDC provides a lot of services across Canada, but specifically, how does BDC support women entrepreneurs? So BDC's had a specific strategy around women entrepreneurs since about 2014. Um, we set an initial goal and we exceeded that goal. And our current goal has been set at $1.4 billion over the next three years. We've also established a Women in Tech Fund, which is the largest fund of its kind uh, that we know of anyways. And it's for $200 million over the next five years. 
So we're excited about these targets, but what we're more excited about is the way we're supporting women entrepreneurs. We really want to see um, more women entrepreneurs in Canada, and we'd love to see the women entrepreneurs be able to grow their businesses to medium and large organizations that are competing globally. So in addition to financing, we also offer advisory services for women entrepreneurs, and we also act as a connector to the ecosystem. There's so many wonderful organizations in Canada doing amazing work, like the WEOP organizations, WeConnect, WeBe Canada, and FWE, just to name a few. And we love to be able to connect those entrepreneurs to those organizations to help with specific growth strategies. Fantastic. The services and offerings that BDC provide women across Canada is unparalleled, in my opinion. And I feel like we are so... Um, privileged to have access to so much support in this way. Um, my next question is, what's the difference between BDC and a traditional lender like your TDs and other banks? Uh, there's, that's an easy one. There's one big uh, defining difference between BDC and traditional lenders. Uh, traditional lenders are banks, uh, the purpose of which is to create shareholder value. And they do that by offering a variety of services of different kinds that are useful to, to their clients. BDC's purpose is uh, to support entrepreneurship in Canada. So that is the reason for our existence and it's our sole focus. We also offer a whole variety of ways to do that, financing and advisory services. But uh, the thing to know about BDC is that we do one thing and one thing only, and that is support real economy entrepreneurs in Canada. So in terms of when someone's starting out their business, um, there's so many different stages to the startup process, and it can be hard for uh, founders to know when they should approach lenders or when they need external funding or financing. So at what stage of business should an entrepreneur approach BDC and for what services specifically? So I think that's an interesting question. I often talk about uh, timing and knowledge for entrepreneurs. So I think it's really important for Canadian entrepreneurs to know that there's a number of different options out there. You can work with your local bank, you can work with uh, BDC, you can work with Futurepreneur. There's lots of different options available. And I always uh, suggest that entrepreneurs take the time to interview those different partners in their respective areas to find out what's offered and what their specific criteria is. And with that information, make really good decisions for their business. So I think if you are at a stage where you think you're ready for some financing, just remember that when you actually get a loan, you have to pay it back. So it's a good idea to know what your revenue is going to be for the next, say, two years. Um, BDC will come in and help entrepreneurs at any stage, uh, both with financing and advisory services. But I think it's an important um, exercise for an entrepreneur to go through to really understand the landscape and what's out there for them. So BDC has uh, obviously a lot of offerings that are specific, as you said, to um, loans and things that require um, revenue to be paid back and consistent revenue uh, and growth in terms of capital and the bottom line for businesses. But BDC actually has a unique approach to um, uh, supporting entrepreneurship in a focus on the social approach to business. So how does BDC encourage entrepreneurs to take a social approach to business? Well, we, we don't encourage all entrepreneurs to take a social approach to business. We do something a little different. Um, 
We draw attention to a new business certification called Beneficial Corporation or B Corp for short. And that attracts those entrepreneurs who think holistically and who create companies that create a broader value, such as local inclusive prosperity as well as money and um, provide uh, you know, an environmental value, for example. And this certification is terrific for two reasons. It matches their mindset. So to certify, you have to change the purpose of your company so that it's explicitly broad. Broad societal value is the purpose of my company. And two, it measures your impact in a broad, comprehensive way that is way bigger than just financial. And that matches the way a lot of people think. And, and Carla and I, in helping grow this movement across Canada by promoting and raising awareness of the certification, which attracts them like a magnet, um, is a really powerful way to do that. It's, uh, it's also a fascinating movement. You know, it's the Canadian chapter of a global movement because these entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs like this are found in how many now? Is it 50 or 60 countries, Carla? Yeah, it's actually um, over 60 countries that uh, the certification is existing in right now. Mm-hmm. And Canada is the second largest um, in terms of uh, concentration of certified B Corps. Yeah, so we work to raise awareness We host uh, workshops to guide entrepreneurs through a short form of that assessment. And uh, we help make happen community building events and gatherings of B Corp entrepreneurs across Canada. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like an incredible network of people. I would love to know um, what are some standout B Corps that come to mind for you uh, that you've worked with here in Canada? Oh my God, where do we start? Well, the first thing you have to do is you got to go to bdc.ca and you have to listen to our podcasts. We have podcast interviews oh, with several of them now and we're releasing them in batches. Standouts. I'm in Toronto, so let's talk about a Torontonian. Uh, Propeller Coffee. Yeah, the Propeller Coffee is a local company here. The owner is a guy named Lose. And uh, we'd need another half hour for me to describe the ways in which they're helping create local inclusive prosperity with a thriving, profitable company. So I direct you all to, to listen to the interview that Carla and I did with Lose in our podcast series called uh, B Corp Effect. Now, you're from Vancouver. Do you have a Vancouverite or a British Columbian you'd like to recommend is really cool? I, I really am so excited about any business that actually achieves B Corp certification because it is challenging. It is hard. And um, so bravo to any of them. And we have almost, we're cl- closing in on 250 certified B Corps in Canada, which is really incredible. Um, in, in, I guess, the uh, eastern, or, sorry, in the western provinces, uh, I would say that I really like uh, Shandos. Shandos. Grace great example because they're a construction company. So they're not your typical, what you would think of a B Corp being or a social purpose company being, Um, but they have done it in such a way that they have an employee ownership share program. They have incredible programs around their waste reduction. Uh, Again, another podcast that's just been released. So um, you can find out more about that particular organization. And then another one would be uh, Natalie Voland, who actually manages 1.5 5 million square feet of commercial real estate in Montreal, but she's doing it really uh, in a very innovative and inclusive manner. So I think that story is also incredible. So again, yeah. two podcasts that you can listen to. It's too hard CBC. to choose. 
you'll have to cut us off now because we won't be able to stop citing the wonderful examples. But but it's really it's, it's the it's the network of resourceful, can-do, successful business people who are also public-minded community builders. So they're. They're a terrific group. Do you find that in terms of those who seek B Corp certification, it, it comes from the founder and the culture of the company primarily uh, to seek that kind of certification because of how robust the process is to become a B Corp? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I think when people talk to me about B Corp certification and they say, what do you have to do to become B Corp? Um, the number one thing is the the entrepreneur or the the leadership role has to believe in creating a company that has both impact and purpose. Those two things have to really reside in the entrepreneur. It's not something you can fake. No. So it's not like you can hire a consultant to get you certified and then you're done and you never have to look at it again. It is something that you have to redo every three years. So it really has to be who you are as an organization. And I believe that starts with the entrepreneur. Yeah. It's a movement of people. That's the way to understand it. It's a movement of people who are running successful businesses, and their success is based on a broad value creation. That's fascinating. And I I wonder as well, because there is sometimes... Um, it's not a stigma, but there can be assumptions when we're looking at the the uh, interaction of social impact and business that social businesses aren't necessarily profitable or, or don't generate significant revenue. But I have a feeling you have some stories that can debunk that myth. Well, we can debunk it with a bit of data to start. Um, well, we, can, we, can, we can fill a room of people or an airport hangar with people who... Uh, are succeeding in a way that doesn't match that expectation. But uh, when we look at our portfolio, so we BDC have a lot of B Corp clients, uh, we see uh, some really interesting things. Uh, we see that they are of all sizes. So if you slice them up by size, they are a mirror reflection of the overall portfolio, which is great. We see that they're in lots of sectors. And we also see that they are as profitable and as robust as any conventional company. So this idea that they're not is wrong. This idea that they're striking a balance or delaying profitability, those are all totally misguided notions that we see uh, as wrong in our data. And we see as wrong every time we meet, uh, let's say in Toronto or the folks from Shandos in Edmonton or Natalie in Montreal. That is music to my ears as someone who uh, studied social innovation and, and the, this intersect of business and social impact. It's And I, I, even this whole aspect of social impact investing, um, I think that there is such an important, uh, there can be so much more attention and, and media coverage given to these businesses that are really integrating such important social purpose in also and also meeting their bottom lines and, and showing growth for the Canadian uh, business sector. So I so appreciate that BDC is focusing on this. And, and I wonder, I'm curious, um, when this was implemented and, and what the motivation for BDC was to, to become a champion for B Corps in the country? Well, it, uh, it flows, of course, from our purpose. You know, if, if we're exclusively devoted to Canadian entrepreneurs, we spend a lot of time obsessing over them and watching them and studying them and meeting them, and supporting them. And so that's how we first um, caught wind of this movement and learned about the certification. And so from there, a pretty easy, natural decision to get ourselves certified because we have a purpose. And we made the grade in the, in the impact assessment. And um, 
it's it's a terrific way for us to uh, weave ourselves into an entrepreneurial community that we think uh, is part of the future and uh, do so in a way that's commercially viable as it was, uh, at the same time. So it's, it's a no-brainer, really, for us. Yeah, and I think we were also attracted to the fact that this is, um, while some people think it's quite an exclusive group, it's actually quite inclusive. And, True. you know, the one thing that we like to focus on is the B Corp-ish as much as the B Corp certified, because we truly believe almost every Canadian business can be B Corp-ish. And with that, um, part of what we do is we we share the B Impact Assessment, which is a very robust assessment that B Corps use to actually measure their impact. And um, this particular assessment, there is no other one like it in the world. It, you are basically compared against 70,000 other users of the assessment. So you get instant feedback on how amazing your company is. And you get to focus on the areas that really matter to you. It's not about perfection. It's really about um, taking the things that really matter to you as an organization and improving on those things. So, um, you know, with all of that in mind, uh, knowing that everybody can use the assessment, it's free, it's online, it's confidential, you can use it over and over again as a planning tool. It's just a given that BDC would say, listen, this is an incredible tool, take a look and use it. And it's interesting, uh, you heard Carla say B Corp-ish, and um, we haven't um, trademarked it, but it's an official BDC term now, B Corp-ish, meaning <laughs> acts like that, runs your company like that, defines your company purpose as that, but may or may not know about the certification. Mm. And we, we know from a couple of different databases that the a prudent estimate of uh, the ratio of B Corp or B Corp-ish to B Corp-ish would be 1 to 25 to 35. So for every company in Canada that certifies, there are at least 25 entrepreneurs who think the same way, act the same way, and run their successful companies in the same way. That's what makes us confident that there's this large underground movement that is rising to the surface. So for those uh, companies where the entrepreneurs are already in this mindset, and it's really just a matter of applying and to become B Corp certified, what's the incentive for them? Uh, Why is this something they should pursue? A lot of them are excited at the prospect of joining their tribe. You know, most economic theory and most business journalists and certainly all MBA programs uh, treat business people as um, cartoonishly simple dividend robots who are only concerned with financial success. And so when we see entrepreneurs discover that there's a whole community of people who think broadly like they do, what triggers the decision is the excitement of joining their tribe. There are business benefits, to be sure. Like there's the rigor of comparing yourself to the best peers around the world. Uh, Social media loves it. There'll be a lineup of millennials outside your door wanting to work for you. Um, There's a third-party verification process that uh, you know, basically verifies that what you say you're doing, you're actually doing. Totally. And the consumer awareness around the B is rising. Uh, is rising. Yeah. So that's really good to see as well. So there are business benefits that are real. What triggers the decision to do it, though, is the human decision to join the tribe of business people helping create the world they want. So it's different. It's a human movement, not a business case. 
which I think is also really interesting because I remember when the B Corp certification kind of began and got its legs in Canada maybe four or five years ago. Um, and a lot of the criticism and conversation around it was that there was a lack of a business case. So I find it really interesting and important that we're at a point where the business case is very strong and consumers are taking note and similar to the organic uh, fair trade certifications that are out there. Um, and even beyond, because I think B Corp in some ways is even more robust than, than some of those certifications. Uh, mm-hmm. Consumers are taking note and, and that this is a very important part of the future of, of entrepreneurship and business um, to show your consumers that you really do care about the world that they're living in um, and that you're operating in. That's true. And it's Absolutely. also, I think that when we, um, when we just think about the business case, we can sometimes overlook the fact that um, most entrepreneurs really care about the world that they're living in too. Yeah. And their you know? communities and their employees. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they, the consumers reward them. The millennials are lined up outside the door. The pool of other entrepreneurs who prefer and seek to do business with them start calling. Uh, there are business benefits to be sure, but what's, what's most inspiring and most confidence building for me is to see so many damn people creating companies that will improve the world and they don't need an incentive to do it. They're doing it because that's what they want. Yeah. And they, they, re- they recognize it's not an either or no. you can do it together. Um, so I think that's really exciting. So absolutely a, a very important uh, aspect of the future of business is that you don't have to sacrifice your values and the things that matter most to you uh, in the pursuit of profit and, and revenue. Um, you can have a business that's making a, a tangible impact while also providing revenue uh, and profitability for you, your employees and, and your stakeholders at large. Exactly. Exactly. And on the topic of women entrepreneurs, we have seen um, a lot of women entrepreneurs engage in the impact assessment. And I think it's around 15% of uh, the the current 2,800 certified B Corps worldwide um, are actually women-led and women-owned businesses. And I know last year in April, they got together, uh, 70 of the CEOs got together, and they they literally spent their couple days searching for what they can do together that none of them could do alone. And so incredible meetings like that are happening on a regular basis in this particular community. Thank you guys so much for sharing so much about B Corps uh, and the role that BDC has in in moving this uh, dial forward in Canada. But I want to pivot to uh, another offering that BDC provides entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and that is the consulting support. Um, so what consulting support does BDC provide its clients? So advisory services is a really robust wing of BDC, and uh, we're actually very proud of it. We're doing some excellent work work, uh, with entrepreneurs. A lot of women entrepreneurs have actually engaged in the services this year, so that's great to see. We, We deliver services on a mandate basis, meaning we come in and we specifically identify what the improvement area is, and we deliver on that, um, which is an important piece. Um, We do everything from financial flexibility to marketing, HR, operational efficiencies. Um, So it's really a full a full offering. And you can start as a startup entrepreneur by taking advantage of all that's on bdc.ca, which is a lot of information and assessments, um, All, and then actually join um, 
join different groups. And you can also um, then engage on a one-on-one consulting type uh, basis going forward as you grow. So there's lots of different programs out there. One of the most successful programs uh, that I've seen recently is our growth driver program, where we really actually engage with the company over two years to really help propel their growth. And I think Canadian entrepreneurs have so much opportunity and it's a great way to really help them meet their goals. Do you have a tangible example of of a company that saw great success uh, through that? One of the testimonials that we did receive was from Titan Environmental Containment. And they felt that investing in the Growth Driver Program gave them a strategic focus and tools to minimize risk and maximize long-term profitable growth. And they really felt it was one of the best decisions they've ever made. I mean, that's an incredible uh, testimonial to be given and and especially for the program to show that this can actually have very important and critical impact on on the trajectory of a company uh, in terms of these these services that BDC provides. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. mm -hmm. What is the right time for a business to reach out for that one-on-one consulting? Because you mentioned that, you know, you have these programs and resources on the website for startups specifically, but I feel like that's a bit of a gray zone for some people to know, like, when are these services going to be right for me in my business? My, my observation is that um, anytime, and the tricky question is realizing your needs at your point in time. Um which vary by sector and company and from one year in a company's life to another. Uh, one of the most, um, it may not be the most common, but it's the one that I remark the most often are times when you don't realize you need advisory support, but you do. So one of the things that we BDC have learned is that uh, a period of great, great vulnerability is when you're growing like crazy. You're growing like crazy. There are a lot of clients at the door. You're hiring. It feels like you're going great guns. And we know from looking at our portfolio and historical data that that is also a period of great vulnerability for companies. And the percentage of who them that encounter problems is higher than at other points in a company life. And so one piece of advice I would have is for For those whose companies are enjoying that spurt, uh, don't be seduced by the phone ringing and the clients at the counter and the people who want to work for you. Uh, Make sure that you're able to manage fast growth, and that takes strategy advice. So my next question is in reference to, uh, uh, there's a friend of mine who actually, uh, BDC helped her launch her company. Um, it was the lender who gave her the go to start her business. And she is a champion for BDC now. Um, and in terms of uh, how her company has grown, attributes it to BDC being willing to take the risk on her. But something that she does mention is that it's very, it can be very hard for uh for startups, for specifically new women entrepreneurs to know that these resources exist. And and that's why we're so happy here at Thrive to be showcasing what BDC has to offer. But what would you say to those entrepreneurs who are starting out who don't really know how to approach the application process or the BDC, how to approach the bank um, in general and 
are just trying to figure out how do I make this happen? How do I get uh, BDC to lend to me or to support me in my business? How should they start? I think a good way to start for any entrepreneur is to understand themselves. So know where they are personally, know what the requirements and the needs are of the organization they're growing. Um, so if you have good confidence there and you know kind of what, where you are today and where you want to be, say, in two years, um, that's a good time to have a conversation with any bank. Um, so we'd love to, we love at BDC, we love you to come and chat with us about your business so we learn more. And we hope that when you leave our office that you have gained an understanding on what's required from BDC in order to lend to you. Um, and if there's any gaps, we've given you direction on how to fill those gaps. So it's as easy as a conversation. Just make an appointment, come on in, and you'll have someone, an advisor, who can work with them on figuring out what's the right product or service or um, what gap do you need to fill for you to be a right fit here. Absolutely, because we we at BDC, we're all development bankers, so we really want to see you grow. Um, So we're not just going to lend you money and then disappear. We're here for the long run. So even if you even give our uh, our BDC main office a call so that you can go to bdc.ca and call the customer support line. You can start there in terms of a conversation and don't give up. Make sure that you find out everything there is to know about, um, you know, the different types of financing, what's required, different things that would be looked for. Um, And the more you know about yourself and your business, when you have that conversation, the better. Fantastic. And so a follow up to that is say lending isn't where you're at right now. You, should, you can still access alternative services with BDC, right? You don't have to be a client of BDC to benefit from what BDC has to offer. Oh, absolutely correct. So you can actually use all of the, um, the services and the products listed on our BDC.ca website. You can be an advisory service client and not a financing client. You could be uh, a client forget. through venture oh. capital yeah. and, and not an advisory service client or a finance client. So there's lots of different options at BDC. And don't forget all the free stuff. Yes. On our website, uh, there's a goldmine of useful, relevant information Uh, chosen and done and produced with entrepreneurs in mind. And so um, we're giving it away, folks. And uh, you should take it. <laughs> yeah. And I would also like to note that BDC is partnering with us uh, on the Thrive podcast. Um, so it's it's just fantastic the the ways that you're supporting uh, women entrepreneurs across the country. And that takes me to our final question of our conversation. Um, what would be your final piece of advice for entrepreneurs interested in working in the social entrepreneurship space? Well, I think I have I have two things. Um, so number one, if if I had BDC 30 years ago, if I had access to the website 30 years ago when I started my first business, what a difference that would have been. So um, it's a huge benefit to look at bdc.ca. And then the second thing is, you know, it's all about purpose and impact. And anybody can play that game. Anyone. So engage through bdc.ca and we have a B Corp uh, section to bdc.ca where you can actually go into the quick assessment and find out all the different things that you can measure uh, beyond just your financial uh, perspective. Yeah. My advice would be to build on Carla's point on purpose. Um, Unshackle your mind and your thinking from old fashioned notions of what business does, you know, 
which is be profitable and then when you are, give some back. Or make a lot of money and try to reduce the damage you do by being responsible. Throw those old-fashioned ways out the window and think purpose. What is the purpose of my company? Is it narrow value creation or is it broad? And if you're thinking broad, come to B Corp. Uh, the second thing I would encourage everyone to to consider is um, that, you know, you don't have to come up with a new app to reduce world hunger. You can run a construction company in a way that creates livelihoods for a lot of people, that helps make Edmonton a better place to live in lots of ways. And so the the social entrepreneurship doesn't have to be about finding a revenue-generating model to fix a specific problem. It can be about creating a better place to live where you are, and that takes, and you can see that from the list of B Corps in Canada, and you can see that from the profiles of our podcasts, um, companies of every kind in sectors that look at first glance to be totally conventional and unremarkable. But there's nothing, nothing conventional about the way Shandos runs itself. So yeah, stick to purpose, throw out old-fashioned thinking, and uh, don't chase Exotica. You can do regular looking companies and have terrific social impact. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for this conversation today, for sharing what BDC has to offer female entrepreneurs across this country, and for sharing so much uh, about the B Corp movement. Uh, we so appreciate having you here on the Thrive Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC and Scotiabank for helping us elevate women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook resources for women entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett. Make sure to visit CoreSpace, K-A-U-R dot space, to learn to better integrate work, wellness, and impact into your everyday life. Until next time, I'm Gomal Minhas. It's time to thrive.